as Monsignor said before Mass, um, we are focusing on stewardship and how we use the things that God has given us as gifts for his sake, for his glory, for our own benefit as well. And our readings have this same kind of theme of stewardship, of using those gifts that God has given us. In our first reading, we heard Amos giving a warning to the people that they need to be aware of what they're doing, that they need to not just indulge in their own pleasures and the things of the world, but rather live for the sake of heaven, make use of what they have for the sake of others, to love God above all else. In our second reading, we heard from St. Paul that our ultimate goal should be eternal life, and he was very clearly focused on that in our passages. But what I would like to focus on is our gospel passage today, because this is coming from Jesus himself as he's talking to the Pharisees. He gives us a parable about a rich man, one who is very selfish, one who apparently wasn't listening to Amos, one who lived a life of comfort and luxury, lived for his own sake, and did not care about Lazarus, the poor man at his door, a man who was suffering, a man who trusted in God, who had faith, who did listen to the prophets and to Moses. And we see what happens to both of them when they die. The rich man ends in a place of torment, a place where he is begging for relief. And yet he still remains selfish, because as he's suffering, he tells Abraham to tell Lazarus to dip his hand in water to help cool the tongue of the rich man. And even when Abraham makes it clear that that's not possible because of the great chasm between the places, the rich man is still selfish, and he still doesn't think well of Lazarus. Because he's like, oh, well then send Lazarus off to to tell my brothers um, to warn them about this place of torment so that they don't end up here like I do. So again, he's not loving Lazarus. He doesn't care about Lazarus. He's focused on himself. To some degree, he's focused on others. He cared about his brothers, but yet not about Lazarus, not about someone who he could have helped, someone who was at his doorstep, someone who would have easily and willfully eaten the scraps at his table. In this place of torment, we can tell that this is a reference to hell because there's no way out of it. There's no way for him to go to this place of comfort where Lazarus is. Because he lived a life of selfishness. Because he lived a life for for comfort, for the things of the world. He didn't care about others. He didn't care about the Lord. We know that he didn't care about the prophets and Moses based upon his comments. And so he ends in a place of suffering. And yet Lazarus must have trusted in the Lord. Because Abraham said that we have Moses and the prophets and we should listen to them. And that would guide us to a place of comfort. So how is it that we use our resources? Do we have the ultimate goal of heaven in mind, like St. Paul told us in the second reading? Or are we living a life of comfort and luxury for ourselves, and ignoring the needs of others, failing to love the Lord, failing to listen to the warnings that God gives us in sacred scripture? What is it that we do with the great gifts and blessings that God has given us? God wants us to be with him forever in heaven, And although he gives his gifts unequally 
It's for the sake of making use of those gifts to love God in return. The rich man, if he would have taken what he had received and given some of it to Lazarus, out of love for Lazarus, love for the Lord, then he could have been spared of the torment he endures. But he chose not to. And so we have this example given to us by Jesus in this parable. The rich man represented the Pharisees whom Jesus was talking to, who loved to get attention and fame, who loved to be wealthy and have all of these luxuries. And yet they, who are most learned in the faith, were not willing to live it out. Why is it that the rich man had five brothers? He had five brothers because five is a number that is special to the people of Israel because of the five first books of the sacred scriptures, the Torah, the Pentateuch. So when we have five, it's a representation of the fullness of the people. And so the rich man is saying, oh, go warn the five. Go warn all of Israel. And Abraham says, they have Moses and the prophets. And that if they're not willing to listen to Moses and the prophets, then they won't listen even if someone were to rise from the dead. And what is this concept of rising from the dead? Jesus is alluding to what he himself is going to do. That he's going to freely give up his life on the cross to give us the opportunity to be with him forever in heaven. And then he's going to rise from the dead to prove that he is who he says he is. Not just a prophet, but actually God. That he loves us so much he'd be willing to undergo that suffering and death. But then show us that through suffering and death, there can be joy, there can be eternal life for all of us who choose to follow him. Choose to live for heaven. Jesus wants us to be with him forever in heaven. To live in comfort for all eternity in the presence of the Lord. But we have to show the Lord that we're willing to accept that grace. We have to choose to live a life of love for the Lord. And we can do that through others. We can do that by making good use of the gifts that have been given to us. Whether it be time, talent, or treasure. Are we using the things that God gave us in order for... God's kingdom to be spread in order for us to aim ourselves, our souls for heaven, in order to demonstrate and show our gratitude to God for all that he has given us. How is it that we use what has been given to us? Are we willing to use it for the Lord? He was willing to give up everything that he had in his earthly life for our sake. And every Mass, when we gather together, We are called to give of ourselves in a spiritual way, along with Jesus, at the altar, to the Heavenly Father. And in making a gift of ourselves, we open ourselves up to receive an abundance of God's blessings. That is, if we're paying attention, if we're participating, if we're in the present moment of this great and awesome celebration where heaven and earth meet, in the celebration of the Mass. So let us take a moment to consider all the blessings we've received and how we are making use of that for the Lord and for our ultimate goal of heaven as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy Eucharist. Now some bonus material. (laughs) With regards to treasure, there's obviously the donation of money, but to charities, but there are other things as well. Um, You can donate the use of your house if it's a big house, Um, having people over, being a good host, 
welcoming them to your home, being hospitable, that would be a good use of that material resource. You can also be a good steward and share what you have by donating the things that you don't need. Um, that way those who may need it can have use of it. St. Vincent de Paul Society has stores throughout the archdiocese, and you can drop your things off at the St. Vincent de Paul stores uh, that are in reasonable condition and usable. Um, so that's an opportunity to share the possessions you have with others. You can also share your time, especially especially with the Lord in prayer. We should be praying every day, making a gift of part of the day in particular, exclusively to God in prayer. But even throughout the day, um, we can periodically reconnect with the Lord, even if the prayer is something simple like, thank you for the beautiful weather, thank you for this awesome day. Um, prayer is a great way of giving back to the Lord as well. And we can uh, pray in a very special way in Eucharistic adoration. We are blessed at ICD to have adoration available 21-5 starting Monday morning after the 8 a.m. Mass going through to Saturday morning before the 8 a.m. Mass. So you have an opportunity to visit our Lord present in the Eucharist in Eucharistic adoration. If you would like to sign up for an hour of Eucharistic adoration each week, um, you can do so uh, following the instructions in the bulletin. So we can make use of our treasure and of our time, giving these things back to the Lord. Um, we can also give a gift of our talent. So if there's something in particular that we're good at, if we're good at talking to other people and helping, helping them know that they've been heard, that they've been listen to. Um, you can seek out training to be um, someone who can minister to such people in, a, in some ways, such as spiritual direction. Uh, you can be a spiritual mentor. Uh, there's special training for that. You can, um, you can also uh, become an extraordinary minister and take Holy Communion to the homebound. A lot of times people at home just they do want the Lord, but they also want to be able to talk to another person about the things going on in their life. And that's a great way of giving of yourself um, to others and through others to God. Uh, there are many groups, organizations, and ministries within our parish. We have a, a directory with lots of opportunities listed in there for how we can share our talents. Uh, if you're good at explaining the faith, you can see if uh, there's a need for being a catechist for PSR. Um, if you're good at playing music, you can check with the music director to see how you can share your gift with the parish. These are just a lot of ways, a lot of things that can be done to help others um, receive the gifts that we have received, to give of ourselves to God through others, I should say. And so hopefully these practical examples in this bonus material is helpful to you. Thank you and God bless.